So this is our, our weekly forum. Um, every Sunday we uh, invite a speaker uh, about something, community interest, uh, typically. And um, today um, we have uh, uh, Gin, it's, it's, it's Thang Gin, right? Yes, Thang Gin. Um, but when you address him, he goes by Gin. Um, he came and spoke with us uh, last January. Uh, it was the 29th when he was there. That was just two days after uh, there was a travel ban put in place. So there was a lot of turmoil at the time. Um, it would, I'm hoping that, that Gin can tell me how things are going now, give us an update as to how um, uh, they're, they're doing there. Um, the primary uh, reason that uh, Gin is here today is to talk about the Camden family. And you can see the picture up there. Um, and that's, that's a family that we're supporting uh, in Albuquerque. Um, and they're from um, the Central African Republic, right? Yes, Central African Republic. And how many people can identify that on the globe? <laughs> so it's, it's basically in, in Central Africa. It's, it's not on the coast, but it's in that sort of Ghana region, um, uh, the bulge of Africa. Um, so Gin is from Burma. Um, he's not ethnically Burmese. Um, he's a, from a group called Zomi. Yes. Um, and he came here as a refugee to the United States in, um, in 2011. And he's been working with the Lutheran Family Services. Um, and uh, let's see, what else can I say about him? Um, I guess uh, I'll, I'll let him tell you about uh, the program and, uh, and about this, this family that we're supporting. Uh, also, um, for people who are interested, I have a copy of a little draft report um, that Gin provided us. Uh, I don't think it's in final form, but if people would like to look at this after the, um, the program, you're welcome to. So, Gin, would you uh, please come up? Thank you very much for uh, this opportunity. And uh, before I start, um, I would like to open uh, uh, to answer more questions instead of me talking what it doesn't make sense to you. So uh, let me start a little with, with this family. Uh, as we see here, uh, the father is with the red waving his hand. Uh, they are they are originally from Central African Republic, what we just say, uh, car but they fled to Chad, and then uh, when they are registered as of a refugee, they were able to come to the United States through our agency. So they, they actually, they arrived to the country on September, uh, September, not October, 2016, September. So they already completed a year in the country. And the main issue is uh, being you are living in, in a, a camp, um, their daily life or their lifestyle is not similar to, to big cities. So the way how, how they uh, educate or the way how they see things is very different. And the father is the most activate person, but when he got hit by uh, a car, that changed pretty much the whole family's life. So they are struggling now, and as we uh, if 
if we can get another picture, um, the very the picture with him, uh, Rick, Rick will help us. He, he is at, at, at the, the hospital. Not that one. Uh, the, the previous one. It will be at page four. Yes, that one. So when, when he was admitted to, to the emergency department. All of the surgeon, the doctors, what they can tell us, what they can tell the family, what they can tell me is there's no life-threatening. That is the very best, the very positive words the surgeon can give us. But now, uh, what we can see him is, uh, uh, Rick just, just show us, I recently visited him, and he even can make uh, he, he even can speak, and you can understand his uh, words, what he, he want to try, uh, he, he want to tell to you. If, Rick, if you can uh, show us the last picture I, I took with him at the current, yeah. So if you compare with the first uh, picture and this, no one will... Uh, no one can tell he will be improved with this situation. So this is a very, very uh, good Im improvement for him and, and for everybody also and for the people who support him. So, uh, as I mentioned, I would love to, to answer a question instead of uh, talking what it doesn't make sense to you. Uh, could you say something about where you are now, your organization, with regard to um, the you know, recovery from that travel ban that we had in, in uh, January? Mm -hmm. uh, how are things working out? Yeah, um, the politics is changing as of uh, you, you see on the news and the presidents and the travel ban is... Thank you. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's improving. But uh, I don't want to uh, give you uh, the information what I'm not sure exactly. So it's 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 it should be uh, for public, and it's it's the national news. And I, I'm not prepared for that, the the ban information, so I'm sorry about that. Oh, sure. Does, does someone have a question they'd like to ask in? Um, yeah, Kelly. So, um, can you talk a little bit about more about the family and um, uh, why no one else in the family is working, and uh, how about their housing situation now? The, the father is the only one who is employable at the moment, and and the the oldest daughter. Oh, there's another one. The one who who's waving to the left. And sitting in the in the middle, she is the oldest daughter of this family, and the one she is holding is her daughter. So this is three generation family, and she 
also has a health issue, so she is not uh, not fit to to be employed. And then the second oldest child is not in this uh, picture. It should be at uh, the second the second picture. Yes, he is the with the green shirt at the very back, and she he is just fifteen. So at at this point. Being uh, have, having as of a mother of of seven, uh, uh, can we go to the the first picture again? I'm sorry. So the mom is holding the youngest son of uh, their in, in in this family, and he also has a several cerebral palsy and seizure. So she need. Uh, care for uh, all the time. So the mother is technically, she, she cannot be employed due to child care or something. And so the father is the only person who can work. And current housing situation is because of this, uh, this accident, it's touched everybody's heart. And, and there's a GoFund. Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, donated funds, and currently we are paying uh, the family's rent with those funds. But what about if if those funds are finished? There's might be, I believe, a little bit over ten thousand. But after five six months, how do you gonna pay the rent? That is, uh, we need to find out the solution. And I don't have the correct answer for that at the moment. I'm still finding that solution. Could you say something about how they ended up uh, becoming refugees? Uh, it's back in their country, in car. Uh, it's uh, because of wars. They have to, they have to, uh, to flee to a different country, and they happen to to fly, uh, They happen to to go to uh, Chad, and then. The refu- refugee processing is because of your having trouble. Oh, you you will be approved for a refugee. It's not. It's very uh, another thing unseen. It's very uh, complicated process. They have to go to the UNHCR uh, everywhere. Uh, depends on where they are located, and they have to request or they have to apply for the refugee status. And after they are approved for refugee status, uh, they they can be resettled to a third country, but not it doesn't have to be United States or it's it's not the refugee's choice. It's uh, the host countries. Uh, how to say they the host country can elect. Oh, I want this case. It depends on the story. And, and so, um, just to follow up, is there a large group of people that came from Central African Republic uh, in Chad now? Uh, currently, in, in, in our office in Albuquerque, we have just two families. Oh, no, from Chad. They, are, they, are, uh, they speak a different language, and we have two families, but there are some, uh, some families uh, from, from Central Africa also. But uh, mostly, this uh, their language is Sango. 
and uh, this it's not even their native language and this these families are how how do I mention that but they are not quite uh, educated so the their living living standard or their understanding about American, uh, American culture is very still very low and they they are still struggling uh, with adjusting in how to live in America. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, I came in late, so you may have already answered this, but are their children able to go to school? Or yes, all of them, uh, except except the youngest, which uh, the mom's holding. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, because of his health, and he, is, he just turned two, so he's, he's not uh, in school. And all of them, this, the oldest daughter, the one who, who is waving her hand, she is uh, 20, turning 23. So she's not in school, but for adults, we have Eng- English class in, in uh, very close by our office at St. Timothy Lutheran Church. It's uh, for adults. But for the kids, uh, her daughter, the one she's holding, sitting on her lap, she is the granddaughter, the daughter of that, the, the one who waving her hand. She is at, uh, with Head Start. So everybody is school-age children are in school. And is there um, an English as a second language program in those schools? So to help them? Um... Yes. And the, the oldest son even get a French uh, teacher in, in their school, and they can communicate in, in French also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. So... Uh, I think my understanding is that there are volunteers who come to the to the place where they're living to help. Is is that correct? Yes, uh, we appoint um, two volunteers. They are awesome, um, and they help with everything. And they are pretty much handling that the, the GoFundMe, the fund um, funding for. So, so this need for volunteers could extend for some time, though. Is that correct? They. Yeah, they even they are visiting them and they are helping. Sometimes depends on their availability. Sometimes they drive the families for their appointments, so mostly if this, medical. So if this continues on for several months or years, uh, you'll have to have additional volunteers coming forward to help. I would assume. Uh, volunteers is um, we kind of trying to help the people to support. At the beginning, but there is not a long, long term, or or there will be no life, uh, lifelong inter, uh, volunteer. So it totally depends on the volunteer, uh, the the people, how much they can put their time to to a different family. But the Camden family, at this point, it's difficult to project when they will be self able yep. to be self sustaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is. A very difficult question when they can stand on their own foot. Yeah. So I'm curious what work the father was doing before. He's at uh, he's a Jenny, uh, work at as a cleaning staff at Jewish Community Center, and that sent uh, Jewish com- what we, we just say JCC. 
they are really awesome, and they helped him a lot also. And they give, I believe, they give him extra two months rent or something. And and his coworkers donated their time, and they got a lot of support from JCC also. Did you have another question? Right? Does any? How long did it take from when they applied to be refugees to actually be able to get to Albuquerque? There is no uh, no time uh, you can't say. People spent even their lifetime in camp just to be approved for their refugee status. So it will be depends, totally depends. And um, the UNHCR office, they have to go there and and apply for that refugee status. So, um, and there's uh, there should be a officer who will listen their story and their case, and then it sort of depends on that, those officer to decide. Oh, you will be approved for refugee status or not? Well, do you know how long it took this family? Uh, this family, I have no idea because they. Uh, they fled because of the the uh, the war, and in in this form, they, the father even said they they walk. I believe on foot they ran they they run more than uh, more than four hundred or six hundred miles. So it's there is no time exactly, and and the problem is when you ask them. They are not even good with numbers. They are not good with time. And the way how we, we express time is different or day is different in, in, how, in their country or in their cu- culture, how they describe. Monday, Tuesday, or they just go with numbers or something. So it's totally difficult, uh, very difficult. And especially this family, uh, we have uh, a lot uh, challenge for the language. So you mentioned something about French. Uh, did they all speak French in Central African Republic? Uh, it will be depends on uh, where they go and and uh, if they are from Congo and if they go to to school. Yes, like me, uh, as as you mentioned, I'm not. I am from I am from Myanmar, so-called, uh, also known as Burma, but I'm not Burma. And if I don't go to school, like them, I will not speak Burmese. I speak I'm fluent in Burmese because I I went to school and in school we use uh, mostly we use Burmese. That's how I learned my Burmese. So this family, since they are not going to school. Um, they don't learn any uh, different language, but uh, depends on where they are. They picked up the language, but they will not write. So the, uh, the most person who speaks uh, French is the father. And since now we are uh, not even able to communicate with the father, it means they speak just, just their language, which is Sango. And Sango is even not their their native language. Hmm. Yeah. 
Sounds very difficult to have to learn many languages. Um, does anyone else have a question? Oh, really? So I understand that they do know who the hit-and-run driver was. Yes, she is a 19-year-old girl. But I don't know where she is now. And is so, she in jail or mm-hmm. she is... I, I, I don't know at the moment. Is there any prospect of them getting in, insurance money from or a We're settlement? We're working. Yeah, we, we uh, connect them with a lawyer who, who will help the family with this case. Okay. And uh, do you know in Albuquerque... Well, how did they happen to come to Albuquerque? I mean, oh, again, back to wherever, can, whichever country they are, after they approve for their refugee status, and they pass many steps of uh, interview. Not just, oh, you're approved and you can go to a third country. They have to pass a lot of in, in interview. And after that, if United States decide to, to take this case, Okay, they have to go uh, cultural orientation, and they have to pass. Uh, they have to be uh, meeting with uh, what we call background check with Department of uh, hum- Homeland Service, Homeland Security, and then, okay, you are approved to go to United States, but we have 50 states in United States. So, where where they will go? It's uh, the UNHCR sent the information to our national agency and. In, in, in a national office in Baltimore, and they sent out that information to my boss, Terry, and Terry has to approve, and after that, uh, traveling's plan is starting with IOM. So it's too many steps, but the one thing I can say is they can't choose where they want to go, but if they are or they know already they, they, they will come to United States and they can choose where they want to go, oh, I have a friend, a family in there or somewhere, they will be, be resettled close by them, but there's no promise. You, you, oh, you will go to Los Alamos or Albuquerque. There is no promise. But uh, uh, UNHCR and the IOM and the... the the resettlement agencies try the, their best to to reunite, uh, not just family, even friends, if they put the, their contact in, in their um, case. And how many refugees do you know are there altogether in Albuquerque? I mean, are, uh, have a lot of people been resettled there? I mean, yes. Um, we opened our office April 2012, and from, from there until today, I would say more than 1,000 refugees. Um, we, there's, there's will be more. Why I'm, I, I, don't, I can't say exactly is what we call, that, what we use the term is RNP. What RNP stands for is reception and placement. And those RNP clients are... Uh, the, the families, the clients, which we, we uh, welcome them from this, the airport. We, we, we call Sunport. And, but there's many people who already in the country, they just come to our door. Uh, hey, I am just moved from 
California or I'm, I'm coming from even uh, Ohio. There's people who move from Ohio from different state. What we, we call them is secondary migration, not uh, primary arrivals. Or there's the Cuban Haitian uh, paroli or well, some asylum. So that's why I cannot, uh, I, I don't have uh, that exact number. And um, every, before the travel ban, we are uh, proposing to, to accept 275 to 300 refugees per year. But now, due to that uh, executive order, uh, our number is very. How many kids do you guys have in the, like you had a summer school this summer, right, for the refugee students? Yes. How many students does that accommodate for the various families? Uh, they divide it by their age and, and their grade. So I would say it's um, uh, less or more 80, 80 uh, students. And they all, sometimes for that program, we even uh, accept people who are not even our clients but they have to be immigrants or, or something. What is the organization you work for? I am from Lutheran Family Services, Rocky Mountains. In, uh, we base in Albuquerque, but our, uh, um, uh, our main office in, in Denver, Colorado, and, and our national office is in Baltimore. Uh, you said that um you basically meet the, the families when they arrive in Albuquerque? Yes. Can you say a few more words? What happens then? What, oh, sure. Uh, how, uh, what, I would what, love what, to. What's the process? I understand this is a different situation, but mm -hmm. normally what would happen with uh, a new I'm family? I'm going to answer this uh, as of general. Uh, we, we did it uh, the same, pretty much, not exactly, but uh, similar service to all of our clients. So when not... When we know this family or one family will come to, to our office, we prepare every, uh, everything what they will need when they arrive, housing, and there should be ready everything, uh, beds, pots and pans, everything, and we even prepare uh, ready to, to eat a hot meal, and it has to be culturally appropriate. That is before they arrive, what we prepare. Okay, they arrive to the country, um, and, and they arrived to Albuquerque Sunport. As of a case manager, well, I have to go and, and welcome them. If I don't speak their language, I have to have somebody who speak or who, who can communicate with them and to interpret for me and to interpret uh, whatever we need to communicate. So we, we welcome them from the, the airport and take them to their home and, and you know, how to say a grandmother is teaching how every daily life uh, to her two-year-old daughter, uh, granddaughter. It's, that's the way how I mentioned. Even though uh, there's my, the age of my father or the senior people, I, I, as of a case manager, we have to teach them. We have to tell them what to do and how to do and some people they know, but uh, most of most of them they never experience about the, the, the how how the life how the living in the big cities.
So um, what, what's their transportation been in Albuquerque? Uh, we have a, I know there's a, a not really, a lot of public transit. We have a really good uh, bus transportation system in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if bus is not uh, the best option to go to, to work or for a job, sometimes we can get voucher for a taxi. But it's not, especially, it's not too good for singles. They will not qualify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they are family, they have a, a lot more opportunity. But that is not the long-term uh, uh, problem solving. So uh, we have another program called IDA, Individual Development Account. And if they are working, we enroll them to that program and they can save 2000 and we match that with 2000 and buy, buy them a car. Oh. Or if they want to buy a house, they, they will save 4000 and we'll match with 4000 and make a down payment and they will buy a house. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. And sometimes if bike is uh, a good support, uh, we provide them uh, bicycles and that solves uh, immediate problem for transportation, but still, uh, because it, winter is coming and for the snow, that is not a permanent solution. So, on the, for this family, I understand the Catholic Church donated a van that would accommodate their family, and then someone needs to teach her how to drive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, the van is still sitting by our office, and the problem is they don't know even how to read, so they, can't, they cannot pass the, not the driving test, even the writing test, so we're still working on that, uh, how how to support them, finding interpreter, uh, interpreter or, or uh, how, to, how to help them to get a driving license. Yeah. And we're, we're thinking, of course, at the beginning, the father, it's, it shouldn't be not a problem if he, 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 is not, he, he was not in that accident. But now uh, we're focusing to the oldest son and the mom. So let's see how... How we work. Does your organization work with other organizations and churches to get support for individual families like this? We there's Catholic charities in in Albuquerque also, but they they uh, are out for their refugee program. But we. Uh, even though during they have that program, we work together, we communicate each other, and we have even a, a meeting um, each other. Um, Albuquerque is a really supportive city, and how, how to mention, really cooperative with, with a different church also, yes. Well, I was thinking that there's um, a lot of churches that offer driving for uh, driving seniors to um, doctor's appointments and grocery stores and things like that. Is there one of those churches or organizations in Albuquerque that offers driving services to seniors that could offer driving services to this family 
just for the errands they need to run until they can get uh, to be able to drive. Mm -hmm. um, because of our, uh, how, how to say, our program and our agency's procedure, uh, we don't drive uh, not every day, but um, we help people to qualify the sun van. Uh, the sun van is uh, not a public uh, bus, but it's uh, under ABQ right also. And they, they can just pay, they can get a bus pass or they can just pay, t if they are qualified, they can just pay the same price with the public, uh, the, the city bus. And they can call ahead and have them pick up from somewhere to, and drop them off somewhere. So it's, it's what we call sun van. And that's for, for mostly for the senior people or for disabled people. Did, did I answer your question? Not this family, because uh, the they are not uh, adults or senior. But for for the sons, the kids' appointments, we can we can uh, arrange transportation through their uh, insurance. It's it's Molina. Again, I apologize if you answered this earlier. Um, the father's permanently disabled now. Is that correct from the accident? At the moment, yes. He, okay. They, they don't expect an improvement in his condition? The expectation is very low, but uh, if, uh, Mr. Rick, if you can show uh, the, the, the two pictures to, to, to compare where he was and wh where he is currently. This is the this is the very uh, I took this picture on Friday. I visited to him and I, I took picture with him. But he was just just breathing. Oh, God. This is where he was. And the improvement is I even I I personally I can't believe he will make this far. And the, all the surgeons, what they tell us is, we, we, there's no life-threatening. That's it. It's, it means they can't answer. Um, I ask them how long you have to put that halo. They can't answer. Um, and when, when we ask a lot of questions, they are very smart. We will see how, how fast he can heal himself and how fast we, we, uh, what medicine, uh, how we can support him. That is the only answer they can give us. So when, when they're not able to answer the questions, can you be, I mean, honestly, this, this it's so grim. Um, even if he is able to recover from the neurological damage, doesn't he have a future of some surgeries? Isn't he still healing from breaks in the legs and things like that, that he still has future medical that needs to take place? Yeah. Um, some, of course, the head and some uh, his back and his legs. And there's a lot uh, going on. And, but um, those will be uh, continue with the curing process. Okay. So what I'm hearing is that, I mean, and we kind of knew this, that this situation is 
completely outside of the normal realm of what Lutheran Family Services normally deals with for yes. resettlement. Mm-hmm. And um, are you guys kind of taking it day by day, and or would you say that there is a long-term plan in place? I, I feel for the 15-year-old boy because there's a lot... Uh, writing on his success, I guess. We we are trying to uh, support and, and connect with people who are willing to help and to, to donate their their time to, to the family to to support them. And uh, as as you mentioned, yes, this family uh, get we we put a, a lot of support to this family far beyond what we do to our. Uh, different regular uh, clients or regular family. Uh, why we say far beyond is we have, uh, if there's two families and w- you give one family $5 and another family just $1, they will come, hey, you give them $5, why I get just $1? So we have to be fair to all the families. It's not a matter they, where they come from or because of they are black or they don't speak any English or um, we give them uh, the same service, but this family, they got a lot of support and energy and a lot of uh, our insight from our office. Okay, so given the fact that you have to be fair to the other refugee families that your agency is serving, that kind of, to me anyway, sort of points to the need for the larger community to be able to assist you guys. Um, are you able to... Well... Maybe two parts to the question: Is there is there a process in place for that to happen, or is it really just kind of you're you're going along and learning as you go? And then the second thing is: Can you be very specific about what you think the family needs in the way of volunteers and what their tasks would be? Oh, uh, for the family, for uh, the last question for the the volunteer is. It's totally, um, if I am thinking that I will volunteer this family, it means you have to think, you have to feel them as a part of your family members. If not, I would say you will quit some, someday. Why? You can see uh, how much support they, they will need. Of course, as of a regular person, we need our daily life is not perfect. And since you're not speaking any English, you're not having uh, enough support uh, from, from your own family, and all the children need to be supervised, There's, everything is going on, so I, I can't limit how much support they will need. So it's, it's they need support that's that's what i i can say but i i cannot um give a range or 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 a limitation could you maybe summarize your own experience as a refugee and how you ended up in albuquerque with lutheran family services and what your goals are in life Sure. Uh, why I became a refugee is because of the uh, politics. 
or or the business or or religious so since you are not able to practice what you believe that's what make me become a refugee so what my goals is i want to have i want people to hear my voice so in our country you can't say hey if you raise okay there's will be no this is not your turn or no you're the ch- you're just a child you're not allowed here or hey because of your christian they will not just say you're christian but most christian if you join the military we have a military officer a muslim officer here or whatever religious they are but in our country there's very very strong uh, discrimination because of who you are and because of what uh, you believe that's what make me uh, become a refugee and my goal is i want to have the same life with another people i want to have a, a car i want to have a future and that's what make me uh, fled to a different country i i fled to malaysia where i learned my english uh, luckily when when i end up to a camp and there's i don't have any money there's no food and there's no support so i just ran into to the city and luckily i i uh i get a job at one restaurant who's who serve um most foreigners so i can practice my english and that's how i learn my english so i i am not educated i went to uh, i complete my high school in in burma and i i went to some uh, college but i don't complete my education that's what uh did did i answer and i'm happy i would be happy to share more uh if you need a different personal uh information or or whatever but again i'm not a good speaker so if i may not answer your question directly but you can still pull me in with a straight question or yeah okay our time has come to an end um let's thank in for a very nice presentation thank you very much for having me here